Uh, then, do you have any questions before we get started? No, let's hop in. Okay, sweet. Then let's go in. Sorry, I was sorry I was eating on camera. I just got off work. No, you're so fine. <laughs> I I is why'd you apologize to Ellery and not to me? I think that's interesting. I think it was both of us, to be fair. Okay, whatever. No, it was you. It was just specific. Oh, okay, that's nice. Hello and welcome to Birder, I Barely Know Her, the only birding podcast where the co-hosts are born eight days apart. I'm your host, Dewey Casty, along with my co-host. Jessica Cristiano. How's it going, Jess? So a lot of people are saying this is the birthday episode. Okay, because this, this is the second week in a row you're saying that. But it is. It, it just is. I, I had my birthday trip over the weekend, obviously, and your birthday is in a couple days. Yeah, it's a, it's a big, so it's a it's big birthday, time for so birthdays. It's huge. Now, you went on a pretty fun birthday trip, right? You went to Big Bear. I sure did. And you know what? I saw birds. Wow. What'd you see? Um, I saw Stellar's Jays. Okay. Stellar Jays. Which, where's the S? It's like Attorney's General. Those are Blue Body Blackhead. Yeah. In SoCal, we get two different types of Jays. We get Scrub Jays and we get Stellar's Jays. And the Stellar's Jays, we get more on the foresty side, which is why you got to see that cool little guy. It was so cute. It was like bopping around. And I was like... Um, and actually, you know what? I fuck. I misspoke. I forgot about Pinion Jays. So, sorry. In, okay. In SoCal, we get three Jays. We get... California slash Woodhouse's Scrub Jays. I literally didn't know. We get Pinion Jays in the desert area, and then in the forest area, we hey, get we? we get Sellers Jays. Yeah. If you want to go ahead and jump, just jump off a cliff. I think that would be best. Yeah. Jess, I, I do. Unfortunately, I'm just way too busy to jump off a cliff right now. I'm so sorry. You know, with with the strike and everything. Okay, fine. Well, then don't mix up Jays again. Yeah, I'm sorry. So don't fuck up the Jays. So I saw them bopping around. And I was like, that's a blue bird, but it's not yeah. a blue bird I know. So it must be something else. So I looked it up um, pretty easily. Just black, blackhead, blue body bird kind of gets you where you need to go. Oh, so you didn't even do the Autobahn app or anything. You just Googled blackhead, blue bird. No, I had to delete the Autobahn app because my phone is so out of storage. I would love to do an audit of your phone and see what apps you think are more important than the Autobahn. You got Jenny's on there? Yeah, and I have to get a free ice cream. Oh, right. Isn't that running out soon? Yeah, I gotta go. You gotta get, you gotta get your um, ice cream. I have seven days before and seven days after. Everybody join the Jenny's app right now for massive rewards. That's how you do an ice cream ad. Yeah, that's G-N-I. It's J-E-N-I. There's no longer uh, cholera in the ice cream. We're okay. In the they had a cream. they they had a cholera thing way way back when. Oh, I don't care. Um, <laughs> I'll keep eating that garbage. I have the the most useless apps I have probably are Uber and Candy Crush. And to you, both of those are more important than the Autobahn app. If I delete Candy Crush and then I want to come back to it at some point, I have to start from zero, and I'm like at a thousand right now. And you know how important the swiping is to me. I you can't. I know you love swiping. You can't take my swiping. Yeah, we talked about this. It's a new puzzle every week. We talked about this, Jess. All your favorite phone and regular video games are swipe based. You love to swipe. I love swiping. Ugh, can't get enough. Anyway, you must have hated Dora the Explorer when they would talk to Swiper like that. I was pissed. You felt personally disrespected. I was. I was. I couldn't even watch it. I had to turn it off because it was like that's my culture. Yeah, because your parents would get. You would start throwing things at the screen. You would throw shoes. You'd throw bricks. Yeah, all the. All the bricks I had. Because your parents love to keep bricks in the house. Yeah, cinder blocks mostly. Yeah. But like what you've done to me as a as a person and as a woman, I now can't see birds without being like, 
I wonder what kind of bird that is. And like, I, I know what kind of bird that is. And like, look at that bird. Even if you can't even see, if it's so far above me that I can't identify it. I can't identify most birds, but every time I see one now, I'm like, hmm. And I make everyone, I make it everyone else's problem. Sorry that I ruined you forever, I guess. Uh, very scary way to start a sentence. What you've done to me as a person and a woman. That's a, that's a very frightening way to go about that. Yeah, and you're canceled. I, as I should be. Again, we, we'll, we'll rake it in. Um, now, you also saw other cool birds, right? Woodpecker? Yeah, you saw a woodpecker pecking wood. It was fun. Because typically when we see them out here, they're not pecking. Grackles? We saw a bunch of grackles, which again, you're always surprised at how big they are or small they are. I expect vulture. Which is crazy big and i get i get basically a crow i don't know why you expect that you've seen grackles before <laughs> vultures are so big so when we see grackles i we're also seeing other birds okay so in my brain i'm like okay that's probably what he means when he says grackle yeah i don't actually like see the grackle most of the time same with like cormorants and um you're not even paying attention when i'm talking about stuff you're just... no i am it's just i can't connect the dots in my head like when you say it in when we're there i'm like Okay, locking that away, that's a cormorant. But I like I it's it takes a couple times for me to be like cormorant and like be able to okay. identify it. It just like it doesn't click. I'm so like I'm so like vibe based that like when I hear something You're a vibe based life form. And it doesn't immediately match up with what I think it is. If it if it doesn't sound how I think it looks or vice versa, I kind of write it off. Okay. And I assign it my own bird. Sorry. I can't help it. No, that's just, that's what my ADHD brain does with big words. Like, if it's too long, I just I just decide it's pronounced and spelled a different way when I'm reading. Exactly. And I just read it like that forever. Or it's like chartreuse. However many times you tell me that color, that's like, what is it, red? I see it as a pink, yeah. What or is yellow. It? It's yellow. I it's think yellow? it's red. That's not, that, that's stupid if it's yellow. Yeah, exactly. I can't do it. It's green. It's like a greenish yellow. It's like, it's like lime. Like a lime yellow, it's like the tennis worse. balls. It's like tennis balls. This should okay. be like a like a so like I will, a. I, in my mind, this should be like a pastel purple on the red spectrum. Almost. That's stupid. We got to talk to somebody about that. Okay, that's exactly what happens with birds in yeah. my brain. This is the longest we bantered. We should <laughs> we should bring on our guest here with us today. We have a comedian and writer Ellery Smith. Hi. Are you guys sure you're the only podcast where you're eight days apart? We're definitely, I think, the only birding podcast, but. I should I should check on that. You're right. You're deaf. I feel like that's a real niche for sure. Yeah, because I think you know what I usually just improv these, and I think that might be the only one that may be factually incorrect. So I'll have to go back and do some research on that. Research on that, but uh, I think that's probably accurate. Really? Well, it's either that or the one where I said we were both sweaty, because that one can be pretty easily beaten. Yeah. Wait, you're both what? Sweaty. Sweaty. Not slutty. Oh. Is that what you heard? I should say that is what we call our fans is sluts um hell yeah well thank you again for joining us so ellery you and i met um because i volunteered at the soup kitchen that you run is that how we met had we never met no i have only seen you one time in a comedy show uh when you walked up to me at that one mic that's so funny to me that's so crazy because it's so many people from comedy that I just assume that I know everybody outside of, except for like the teenagers that come volunteer. Yeah, you should leave the teenagers alone. Uh. Truly. And and sometimes I give up. You've never seen my preamble. But if I have a teenager coming in that's volunteering, I talk to all the comedians and I'm like, hey, an eighth grader is going to be here. <laughs> Not to derail. Can I share a related story on that? Um, you've been to the uh, you've been to the 
Mike, right? Yes. Yeah, so there was one night where, like, this, like, 19-year-old girl who was, like, fresh to LA came through, and, like, at the end of her set, she ended with, oh, and by the way, like, I'm new in town, and me and my roommates are hosting a party, so if anybody wants to come by, let me know and hit up the address. And then the next, like, three comics were all, like, do not let any of these people near your house. <laughs> that is an, do not do that. It's like, thank God Genuinely. it was like a heavily like feminine queer space because that could have been oh really my God. bad. So bad. I though LA is a little bit better about this than other some other scenes I've been in, but like in the smaller scenes I was in, it was like there would be some young girl that started comedy and it they would just descend onto her like vultures. Yeah. <laughs> But yeah, so you we started, um, that's how we met was sort of through the uh, soup kitchen. So if I could, what made you start volunteering there? And why do you think more people should maybe step or, you know, volunteer? So it's, I actually don't know if you know this story, Dewey, but okay. I was volunteering there on Saturdays with okay. a guy that worked with another mutual aid group. Uh, and I won't say which one, but right. <laughs> he was he was volunteering at a different mutual aid group in town. And he said that he wanted to start a Tuesday food service day. And I have a lot of food service experience. I've worked in restaurants. I've worked in grocery stores. I know a lot about chains of supply as it pertains to food. And so I had just lost my job. And I was like, okay, I would be so happy to start doing that with you. He made it like two weeks before he got me to somewhere else. Oh, my God. Yeah, and so he skipped town, disappeared, never heard from again. Okay. Texted everybody this, like, very strange, I didn't do it letter, a Google Doc. Wait, sorry, was it a screenshot of a Google Doc, or did he send out a live document? No, it was a Google Doc. It was it was a Google Doc. It was a Google document, and he hadn't turned editing off either. Hilarious. Oh, my God. Yes, yeah, so then it became my soup kitchen, and now here we are three and a half years later, still rocking it. Jeez. Wow. Uh, why do you think it's important for people to sort of volunteer for their neighbors and sort of help out in their community? Because if you don't, then it will only be perverts, uh, and so you have to... <laughs> You're half joking. I... <laughs> I mean, I am half joking, but like yeah. genuinely, if you don't do it, it will just be church groups and Scientologists. Yeah. And and also, I think um, something that's very lovely about Soup Kitchen is it's sort of a clearinghouse for dejected comedians, entertainment yeah. people, executives. And yeah. so something I've found very nice is that like my world can genuinely be falling apart. But every Tuesday, I have somewhere to be with people who are excited to see me there. Yeah. Uh, and I think that having people see you helps you see yourself. Like when I leave my house and I'm seen by my neighbors, by the people who come to soup kitchen who are also my neighbors. Uh, it helps me remember that I'm, I'm just a person in the world and you know, they need me. I need them. And it also fosters like, um, like there have been people who come to soup kitchen where I end up babysitting their kids. Do you know what I mean? So it's like, yeah, it just has really filled out my life in, in a way that has turned out to be very important to me. Yeah, and I think that's important too. sort of people don't realize that a lot of the struggles that people deal with are sort of like silent. So it's nice to have that involvement with the community where you sort of force yourself to be there helping people. Yeah. And you sort of see like you don't realize like how much help people actually need. So it's nice to get involved, like be a part of your community. And then in turn, you actually usually get help back a lot, too. So it's it's nice. I think definitely that. Also, it's uh it's so easy to forget how low the bottom goes. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, you and I were we're poor, but we're like twenty five thousand dollars <laughs> a year poor. There are yeah. families who live on like four thousand dollars a year. Yeah. And the only way that we can survive any of that is by by banding together. Truly. Yeah. 
because a lot of this stuff should be done by our local state and federal governments, but uh, it is not. So they rely on a lot of our services. But they're not. And and we can't waste time waiting for them to, to step in because they won't step in. Yeah. Uh, Jess, how have you liked your time at SEWA? Um, I've loved it. Pretty like Because you sort of made yourself the queen of the clothing room. I'm queen of the clothing room. I'm queen of kits. No, but kind of, yeah, what you were saying, Ellery, of like it. It's a good like reflection back onto yourself. Hell yeah. So yeah. Um, if you are out there and you um, want to volunteer in your community, which you should do, it's very good, very rewarding, as, you know, half our guests are from SELA, then, you know, reach out, sort of find the different various mutual aid groups in your town. If you just Google, you know, whatever to say you're in a mutual aid, something should come up you can help out with that'll get you connected with the community. And, you know, I've met some of my favorite people through volunteering. So it's a good way, you know, to meet really great people. So absolutely. I also think that there's a niche for anything you're interested in. Like there will be some mutual aid group doing that. Like there's a composting group that I'm really I'm into in L.A. All the dogs in L.A. need to be walked, I guess. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. There's that guy that uh, fixes bikes for free for people, which is really helpful if you're unhoused and you have to get around via the bike. Yeah, that's cool. That's cool. They do. They do a bicycle kitchen in um, East, East Hollywood. People can come and bring their bikes for, for free fixing. Well, hell yeah. Well, now that we've uh, started with a beautiful yet bummer note at the same time, uh, Ellery, what is your history with birds and or birding? I want to hear an even bummer embarrassing connection to Ellery that I have. Sure. Okay. <laughs> I thought you didn't want to say this on the podcast. I don't. We might cut it, but okay, I think great. it is kind of funny. Um, Speaking of birthdays. A couple years ago, or like a year or two ago, I was hanging out with my friend Bree, who was going to your birthday party at so I tagged along, I got so drunk so fast and like ended up crying as you do. Um, <laughs> and then Dewey had to come pick me up. So it was all, yeah. we were all there together. That's so beautiful, Jess. I love that so <laughs> much. I like that so, so much. I think that's so beautiful. That's exactly what I want my birthday to be. Um, there was a line for the, the girl's bathroom. I'm usually the first person to say, no line for the guy's bathroom. Let's, maybe we should barge in there. And then some of the people from your party were there. And then the next morning I woke up to like a bunch of tweets because I followed some of them. That was like the line for the girls bathroom can be such a powerful place and stuff like that. Oh, this is community. That's dude. Exactly. (laughs) Exactly. It is community. That's so true. And I think that was was that this most recent year? Because I remember I left my birthday party before midnight because I couldn't get (laughs) into the bathroom and I had to pee. (laughs) Um, Maybe not the perfect bar for a party, but. It's it's so centrally yeah. located, and every year we aim to go bigger, and every year we do. <laughs> yeah, I I um, love that you are so invited next year. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Well, I was barely I was I did not go inside. I walked out, and just or I think Bree was ushering you into my car as fast as possible. Uh-huh. So <laughs> I did not step. Dewey didn't. I actually knew bars. Dewey, and Dewey didn't even get to go to the party. Yeah, I know. Well, I think I'd known you for like. <laughs> two months at that point so it would have been very weird if i just showed no, up no no it wouldn't have okay. no i, I invite everybody to my birthday party yeah, yeah. exactly everybody yeah. especially because la like it's with what we do the chances that you know who i know like our mutual connections yeah. are so our circles are truly so small that like a friend of a friend is truly my friend i'm like sure yeah. whatever bring anybody <laughs> Yeah, I guess that's, that's fair. Okay, great. Then let's get into our history with uh, birds and or birding, if you have one, Ellery. Um, not specifically. I really grew up around nature. Because you're from upstate New York? I'm from upstate New York. I'm from a very small town near the Canadian border, but really did not take an interest in birds or birding. And the first time that I ever had thought about birding as a concept was my roommate in college, the first roommate that I had. I met her dad 
or stepdad, something like that. And he, she, she, we were talking about Christmas gifts or whatever. And he said that one year he mentioned he might get into birding and then he only got birding gifts for the next 10 years. (laughs) And he said it so, so sadly that like, it, it never left my brain. That happened with me for me with camping. Camping. I guess everybody has a thing. I had, don't go camping that much though, but now I have like a hundred dollars in REI gift gift cards. Yeah, because you are a big you've been trying to get into more outdoor stuff, right, Ellery? Specifically fishing. I have really been trying to get into fishing and I think I think this is gonna be the year that I crack it. Um the problem is none of my friends really <laughs> wanna tag along. But uh also I have I'm, I'm like, I don't truly want to invest in a, a rod. I want to be able to just sort of like borrow that stuff. But yeah, I've been thinking about getting into fishing. Well, because you have been spending a lot of time watching fly fishing videos on the internet. Is that correct? Not just videos, competitions on like okay. ESPN2. I bought a, I bought a, this is so fucking lame. I bought a um, subscription. Oh, wow. And now I know. And I, I'm like very caught up on all of the, I belong to all the fly fishing groups online. I, I get their emails. <laughs> And it started as sort of just like background noise, and I yeah. maybe it was a little ironic at first, but then it be- it very quickly became very beautiful to me. That's uh, how Jess describes our relationship. Aww, <laughs> yeah, it was ironic at first. It started out yeah. as a joke. Fly fishing competitions are very long; they're like eight hours long, and everybody has their own boat. So every fly fisher gets their own cameraman and they film the whole time and so these guys just have a lot of dead air to fill and they end up waxing very poetic about the world oh yeah or saying something really offensive it's either one or the other yeah i was gonna say i imagine that the fly fishing people don't have great (laughs) politics oh no 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 not at all and i also follow them i follow my favorite ones on instagram oh my god and they're very 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 christian which is funny. I've never gotten a follow back, even though I'm, I'm like, come on, I'm verified. You could give me a follow back, but they're all married, so I, I think that they. Oh yeah. Reject oh, who I their am. Their wives wouldn't allow that. Yeah, yeah, they've probably been told by their wives to stop following blonde women on the internet. So. I would, I would I'm imagine. like, how many, how many times in your life does somebody like me follow you? Come on. Do you guys? Did you guys ever have like those like aunts or uncles or like family friends who like have they're like an old married couple with a joint Facebook account? Have a shared like, Facebook account. Yeah. Yes. And it's yes. always like their their excuse is always like, oh, just because like why do we need a separate one? But like it's very clear like the wife does not want husband messaging anyone. Is the. Oh. I never thought about that. That's the way I, I read into it. they just didn't know how to use it. Like my I thought it was one of them just they didn't know how to use it. Look, this is just a beautiful expression of how we all see the world. Apparently, I am very pessimistic and you guys are romantic. Sure. That's beautiful. Um, my grandparents share an email account, even though I know they both have their own. But no matter which one they're on, they always sign it, Joe and Janet. Oh, that's, that's fun. really sweet. Um, and that is those are their names, right? That's not like a fun thing they do. <laughs> no, I'm actually protecting their identity. Oh, okay. <laughs> by using... We had to uh, we had to bully my grandma into getting an answering machine. She <laughs> does not does not have a computer, does not have internet, and did not want to get an answering machine. And then we were like, "But we want to leave you messages. You might not oh, call no. us back." Yeah. So now she has an answering machine, which is nice. Okay. Do you guys leave her messages? I mean, I write her letters. Oh, um, we, that's so we, sweet. We're more a little bit even more analog than that. But Aww. once in a while. I'll leave a message if she's not home. That's very sweet. Wait, so sorry. So who are your favorite fly fishing people and what draws you to them? I, if I, you're comfortable sharing. No, I am. I'm pulling up this guy's account because I can't remember his. Uh, Spencer Sheffield. He has wow. as many followers as I do. He can give me a fucking follow back. Um, <laughs> yeah, he's real Christian. Real Christian, married, two kids. Yeah. 
There was a really, um, I also like Mike Cup. Mike Cup. So his name fishing. is Mike Cup. Yeah, they have really dumb, 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 <laughs> dumb, dumb names. Oh wow, those look like very upset replies under like an athlete's political post. <laughs> They're really, it's so good. It's so good. And there was, um, I was watching this one recently, and it's that there's a, a real sort of upset in fly fishing right now because there uh, is sort of like analog fly fishing, which is no trackers, no GPS. Um, well, and they, really they like to use it. really raw dogging it. They like to use bait rather than tackle. And then there's sort of yeah. a new school of fly fishing, which is GPS machines. Um, they have like a little sonar thing that you can get and you can see what's going under the boat and they think that that's cheating. They think that that's not yeah. right. And so. That sounds like how, like how well, you find the Loch Ness Monster. That's, that's what the debate's about. And so, uh, and they have these beautiful tackles with like feathers on them, really, really highly designed. And, uh, I was watching this one competition and there was a kid, truly a kid, like 23 or 24. And I this I was watching this in March, and he had already won three million dollars from fly fishing competitions that year. That there right. shouldn't be that much money in fly fishing. I'm sorry. That's you would insane. think. You would think. You would think. I know. Truly. Good Maybe God. I'm getting the number wrong, but for a dramatic no, that, effect, that's what it was. That sounds right. There's a lot of money in livestock. I imagine fly fishing competitions are the same. Do they win based on the fish they catch? Or, or is like, it style is it points? About the skill is it, no yeah, style, style points, points, no skill. It's just weight. Okay. And so there it's... was a big, uh, there was a big controversy a few years ago where somebody was oh, stuffing yeah. fish inside the weights. Yeah. Or weights inside the fish. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Glad it's not the other way around. So there's uh, like an in between moment when they can stuff the fish. I don't know how they were doing it. It was a sleight of hand magician. They were really, they really truly, put it to good truly, use. Truly, truly, yes. I think that there was like, there was a team effort going on there. And then also I think it was one of the lesser competitions that aren't broadcast. So I, I do got to ask, you say fly fishing competitions are eight hours long. So is this like an ESPN like 20 thing? Like, or are they like doing like a cut? Are they like cutting it down? to like the they cut. They, they do cut some of it down, but with the paid subscriptions, you can get the full. Oh my god! You, are... <laughs> you can get the full thing. Um, I don't so... typically like to insult our guests, but you are sick. I know, I know, dude. But it's like uh, it's background. It's like I was watching a lot of Real Housewives, and then I was like, I need something that's more ambient and calm, and yeah. uh, and and is still but is still good background. Yeah, it's like why are these women screaming, not relaxing me while I'm writing? I don't understand. C- kind of, yeah, exactly. And then I was like, this this is nicer. They're on the water. You know, they have beautiful things to say about nature. Well, hell yeah. Because, um, Jess, you have a history with fishing because your grandfather used to beat them with rods when he pulled them out of the water, right? Really? Yeah, we, just, we just went. <laughs> uh, yes. Listeners, we Ellery's went... <laughs> face lit up more than I've seen in my life. <laughs> to death. <laughs> I was, it was just so interesting. Yeah. Um, no, we went fishing once when we all went on a family vacation to Tahoe, and uh, they took us to basically, like, a fenced pond that like was for like look you can catch a fish and they give you like a tiny bit of bait and you throw it in and it's basically within like two seconds because the the pond is so overcrowded you can catch a fish and be like i caught a fish um but then you had to kill it yourself but i i didn't want to so my grandpa um did we lose her 
Um, what did he bring? He had like those metal, pi- like he, a tiny pipe or something. Yeah, they gave us like a little metal rod to like hit it with, or like I think my grandpa like stuff- stuffed it through its gills. In a way oh that my was god, that got right. so intense. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and it was like gasping for. Well, water we should mention Jess is Italian, like so. It. Right. What does right, that right, mean? Right, right, it's like right. a mafia thing. Wait, can you walk me through that one? Because <sighs> Italians oh, mafia. And like you sleep with them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then you sleep with the fishes. Yeah. Uh, my yeah. dad used to take me fishing. My dad had a. My dad likes collecting interesting people, like weirdos, and uh, he would take me fishing with this guy that he called Doctor Duck. I'm unsure what kind <laughs> of doctor he was or what his real name was, but we would go fishing with Doctor Duck. But uh, R.I.P. Doctor Duck. He has since passed to the big fishing hole in the sky. R.I.P. Doctor Duck. Yeah. R.I.P. Doctor Duck. Um, well, speaking of ducks, we went on a birding trip. Um, Ellery, I think this is your first birding trip, right? Ever. Hell yeah. So we should get in the list of birds we saw. So Jess, why don't you read that sucker? We saw some house finches, scrub jays, acorn woodpeckers, California towhee, Anna's hummingbird, oak tip mouses, morning doves, lesser goldfinches, and nettles woodpecker. Yeah, we saw a bunch of cool stuff. So before we get in the birds, we saw two other things there. First, we saw a coyote. Um, is that the closest you guys have been to a coyote? Or have you seen them closer before? I've gotten closer before. Okay. They get really close in our neighborhood. Right. Yeah. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. Especially your guys' neighborhood. They do get really yeah. close. I almost like ran into one. You... Wait, what? I was running and I almost, I didn't, it was a little too dark for me to see. Yeah. So I almost ran into one when I was coming around a corner. Oh, geez. And he stumbled and dropped his screenplay. Yes. And then Did I you not it like that? And I took it home. No, but I had my screenplay too. So he picked up oh, mine right. and I picked up his. Yeah. <laughs> That's okay. You guys went to a coffee shop. You got it all figured out. Uh, it was Big Fat Liar. It was Big Fat. <laughs> Do not get Jess started on Big Fat Liar. I love oh, I would that never. <laughs> Marty Wolf Pictures, please hold. Oh. Um, so, yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, so, fun fact about coyotes we have four different subspecies of coyotes here in California that we see, which is pretty interesting. Do you so, know which one we saw? I don't. Um, I can barely remember what we saw. <laughs> I just I okay. see so many that it kind of goes. But good question. Um, so in North, <laughs> good question. That's what Thanks. I say when I don't. That's what I say when I don't know anything, and I don't want the listeners to know I'm stupid. Really good, a, question. good question. <laughs> that's you know good good work, Ellery. Thank you for your trying. Thanks. Uh, so in the northern part of California, we get the California Valley Coyote, which is more around where I'm from. Actually, where I am right now in my childhood bedroom, and then. Uh, the mountain coyote um, sort of up north. But down in um, Southern California, we get the Mearns coyote and the San Pedro Martir coyote. So we probably saw one of those. Um, so Ellery, I think I mentioned it. I have to stop Jess a lot from petting coyotes. Uh, she really wants to. There's dogs. No, they're not. <laughs> <laughs> and again, if we see in the daytime, it probably has rabies, so don't pet it. When it needs me most. But, Jess, if we ever go to the East Coast from Ellery's neck of the woods, you actually will have an easier time petting coyotes, because Eastern coyotes, one of the coyote subspecies, are actually a little bit more friendly. Are they? They're they're more playful. They don't fight as much. I don't know if that means more playful with other coyotes than humans, but... But do um, they have rabies? They can get it, but I don't... That per- isn't that the problem? Well, yeah. Yeah, and also you don't want them to bite you, but yeah. I think rabies you, is yeah. a concern. Look, I'm just saying if you wanted to pet, I'm trying to bring a little whimsy here, and I didn't know I'd be raked across the coals for it. So I'm <laughs> sorry to both of you. Um, but what's cool about eastern coyotes, so the sort of coyotes that you're going to see a lot, Ellery, is coyotes didn't used to live on the east coast. 
they only started moving out there when humans started hunting wolves to death and like to, like completely decimating and destroying wolf populations. And so because of that, the eastern coyote emerged. And the eastern coyote is actually, it's not only is it a subspecies of coyote, it's actually a hybrid. So it's part coyote and part wolf. Those wolves that sort of started dying out, sort of intermingling with coyote um, packs and then just became coyotes, which is pretty cool. So the ones that you guys see up in like, yeah, up near the Great Lakes, up in like upstate New York and New England and all that stuff. I'm going to look up a picture. Yeah. So you might know them as koi wolves as well. Oh, okay. That's so interesting. Yeah. Wow. That's crazy. Yeah. And so the same thing is sort of, um, there's also a species of wolf called a red wolf. And those are also the East Coast wolves that are slowly dying. I'm very familiar with a, with a red wolf. Yeah. Yeah, so they're my favorite. They're one of my favorite animals, specifically because scientists do not know if they are wolves that are just like their own separate species, or they're a like long-time hybrid um, population of wolves and coyotes that have sort of separated it as its own species. And so it's making scientists rethink the way that they define a species, which is really interesting. That looks like a coyote, right? That's what. So that's what scientists also, are trying to think. Maybe like, it's a coyote. It's a coyote like size, but it's Twilight. a wolf face. Yeah, it does look like the wolves from Twilight. <laughs> Wrong part of the country, oh, yeah. though. Yes, if you guys want to talk about Twilight, sure. just just rewatched it on a cabin. So, yeah, which was pretty vibes, right? It was perfect. One hundred percent recommend. Yeah, great birthday for Jess. We, we're talking about hybrids right now, so coyotes actually do hybridize. Not like a lot, but when their population will dwindle, they will intermingle with dogs or wolves and create hybrids. So, Ellery, you've heard of albinism, right? Yeah. Have you heard of melanism? Are they all black? Yeah, so they're all black. So, Is that how all black wolves got started? Wolves, I don't know specifically, but with coyotes. So there are melanistic coyotes where they have that melanistic mutation, but it doesn't come naturally from the coyote genome. They got it because way back down the line, they interbred with domestic dogs, and they transferred that gene over to the coyote gene pool. Whoa. Which is really interesting. And there's a similar thing that happens to not albino, but like almost entirely white coyotes up in Newfoundland. And they got that from golden retrievers like way back in the day, which Jess would appreciate as a golden retriever fan. That's disgusting. Wait, what? (laughs) (laughs) Ellery, it's beautiful. It's nature. They're sluts. They're sluts. Okay, first of all, you are degrading our fans, first of all. Sorry. Uh, You're right. You're right. It's a very pro-slut podcast. I mean, but I say it's rare. They don't do it all the time. But, you know, there, it was enough, I guess, for it to intermingle with the gene pool. But That's crazy. So, I'm sorry. I didn't realize that you were so conservative when we booked you, Ellery. Uh, I, I truly, you... I think that's going to be my new thing. There's more money in it. <laughs> we were talking about that. It's just like, if we get canceled, we can start a Patreon. It'll be truly. great. Truly. Truly. Uh, Although, it's hard to cancel a bird podcast. You guys would really have to stumble stumble somewhere. Oh, you should see what I cut out. It's a... <laughs> One last note on them. When they play with each other, they do this move called a hip slam, which sounds more like a wrestling thing than like a coyote play thing, but... That's where they knock into each other, right? I don't know. I couldn't find it. Everything that I... Every time I Googled hip slam, I just kept getting notes on how to take care of a koi dog, which is a half coyote, half wolf hybrid. And I was like, this is not what I'm looking for. Don't. That's (laughs) so... Oh, God. Ellery is really upset by different species. Ellery, I hate to tell this to you, but if you're in European, you probably have Neanderthal DNA. So you're oh, your fully, ancestors I do. That, back that's in the day. That's fine yeah. with me. But it's <laughs> okay. So when you do it, it's okay. When I do it, it's fine. Uh, no, if I just mean if you see a sick koi dog, don't take it home and try to take care of it. 
Okay. Call the call the park service. Call the National Wildlife Service. Jess is pretty confident she could raise it on her own. Yeah. Have you ever seen baskets? Uh, no, no. It's on my list. Okay, well, it's really good, but also it's about um, there's a scene where Martha Kelly brings a sick coyote home, and it tears her apartment apart. And I think it's such an accurate portrayal of what would happen if yeah you were yeah. to do that. Yeah, no, it's, it's probably for the best. But, uh, also, that's why the someday. park service exists. Or um, fish and game. Back to fish. Ellery will not stop talking about fish. Funnily enough, they have nothing to do with. They don't. They the, they don't oversee birds. Really? I don't think. Maybe endangered birds like hawks. Is that what the Air Force does? Yeah, that's what the aliens were. Awesome. Uh, women fear Ellery. Fish want to be. Wait. So true. When, when, what is it? Men fish fear me. Women uh, want me. Yeah. Women okay. want me. Fish There's me. been so many variations of memes on that, but I can't remember the actual original one. Yeah. <laughs> um, so in addition to speaking of mammals, we also saw ground squirrels, which I think maybe for the first time for you, Ellery, had you seen ground squirrels before? I guess I had seen them, but I didn't fully disconnect them from what the East Coast squirrels are. So this is the first right. time I got really close. And then we saw it chirp, which I thought was really yeah. cool. Yeah. Which, so what do you think about the, the ground squirrel? I was pro ground squirrel, but I can see why they would be a an issue. Yeah. And then a um, disgusting pest. I was in. Did you tell me this or was did I hear it somewhere else? I went on a nature walk in Playa and maybe I heard it there, but there are owls, ground owls that live in the ground squirrel holes after hawks eat them. Whoa, so I knew that burrowing owls, it's actually going to be, not to throw people off, on episode 18, we will discuss this. Uh, I knew that they lived in, like, pre-made holes from ground squirrels, but I didn't know that's why they weren't in there anymore. <laughs> I guess yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, get, because they get eaten, or by, by snakes. There are a ton of snakes out there. Yeah. Um, sorry, can I give you a fun fact about burrowing owls real quick? Please. So, speaking of snakes, so, um, they live in, like, snake holes, and what they do for defense is if the burrowing owl is being chased, it runs back into its hole, and they can mimic rattlesnakes. So, they'll run oh. back into an old rattlesnake hole and just make the, the hissing noise, and then, uh, the predators oh, will run off. Oh, they can hiss? Or not That's... the hiss, the, the rattle, I mean. The they'll, rattling? They'll mimic the rattle, yeah. They, like, shake back and forth? I guess. I don't know what they do vocal-wise, but <laughs> birds are pretty good mimickers, so. That's so crazy. Yeah. Wow. I was surprised by, or... I don't know. Yeah, I guess surprise is the right word. Interested in how every bird we saw had such good uh, foliage camo. Yeah, they're really like hard they to spot. Really, they really blended in really well. Yeah, no, that's, that, I mean, they, they evolved to do that, so it's helpful. But yeah, it, it's, it's always surprising how difficult it is to spot a bird your first time, or even like 30 times in. <laughs> a lot of times Jess will see it before I do, so. Um, I saw a lot of chipmunks this weekend. No shit. Oh, I haven't like, seen a chipmunk in a long time, I feel like. Really? Yeah, They're I guess we don't so get a ton cute. of them out in LA. Yeah. They are so cute. Yeah. See, that I feel like you could take home and raise. Totally. And they're so fast. Anyway. So, did you guys know that chipmunks are squirrels? But they're a what? variation of squirrels. But, yeah, they're a species of squirrels. So, fun fact. Yeah, so fun fact I about can ground see squirrels. Squirrel to ground squirrel to chipmunk pretty easily. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It goes for, it Is that goes, what you were going to say? It goes further than that. <laughs> it goes all the way to the top. So. <laughs> Guess what? So when people talk about ground squirrels, the term ground squirrels refers to medium-sized ground squirrels. Do you guys know what the larger ones are called? Squirrels. Aerial squirrels. Prairie dogs and groundhogs. Those are squirrels. Those are ground squirrels. Shut they're the larger fuck up. ground no, squirrels. No, they're not. No, they they're are. not. Look it up. No so prairie way. dogs hey, and Tommy. then woodchucks, aka groundhogs, are just larger squirrels. They're called. They're a species of squirrel. 
It's crazy. I read this and I text. I told Jess when she logged on, we are talking about squirrels and coyotes before we talk about birds because we gotta <laughs> we gotta cover this. This is Wait, groundbreaking. So- where does the... F- do you guys have flying squirrels out here? Do you guys have flying squirrels on the East Coast? I thought they were only in Europe. I don't think so. No, we have them in... Uh, they're do? called sugar gliders. Yeah, we do. Oh. We do. On the East Coast. In When I was a kid in the mall, there was one kiosk that sold... They called them sugar gliders, but they were oh, flying that squirrels. Good for that. <laughs> yeah. No, no, no. It was awful. And, and it, the kiosk... A bunch of people bought one, and then the kiosk mysteriously yeah. shut down like two weeks later. But they... Because they're not domesticated, they they just yeah flew everywhere. They just made a real mess of people's houses. Jeez, yeah, that's not surprising. Yeah, sometimes the East Coast to me is sort of like a fairy wonderland. You guys have flying squirrels and fireflies and stuff. Do you guys not have fireflies? Not on the West Coast. Nope. We no get, fucking we get way. Yeah. What do we have? We you have, guys have crickets. We have. Do you guys not have crickets? You have crickets? Lots of crickets. Okay. We have crickets too, but I feel like we have less. But it's I yeah. I haven't seen a firefly since I was a kid. Yeah, well, because they live on the East Coast, and they're That's, probably dying from climate change. I wouldn't be surprised. I think they are uh, dying from climate change, yeah. but they used to be. I, I used to kind of assume that for everything. Catching them in a jar when I was a kid. See, that is such a magical yeah. childhood thing. I never got to do. We got to catch like tadpoles, and that was a. I mean, that's pretty cool. I yeah. I used to go visit my grandparents in Illinois, and we would catch fireflies, and it was like the most magical thing you could do as a ten-year-old. Yeah. Yeah, but then they die in the jar because they don't have any air, so it just yeah. But it's so cool. You see them like they start out in the grass, or like maybe it's an optical illusion, but it's like they start out and they're blinking, and then they kind of go out, and then they come back on, and they're a little bit higher, and they just like rise up, and it's like where they go. Yeah, that's beautiful. They're so cool. I'm very jealous of all you East Coast freaks. Uh, You and your warm oceans and your beautiful, (laughs) your beautiful birds, your beautiful. uh, Yeah, but there are really there's a really bad warm oceans. Mm-hmm. Our ocean warms yeah. warms up before theirs does. The Atlantic gets warmer than the Pacific, at least in the beginning of the summer. That's why you guys have so many dang sharks. Well, I think, right? Isn't isn't New England like full of sharks? I'm assuming. I think that's just from the movie Jaws. Okay, maybe I'm wrong. I almost got eaten. <laughs> I didn't almost get eaten by a shark once, but in Santa Cruz there is uh, this place called the Toilet Bowl, uh, which is like a cliff that people would cliff jump off of, which is sounds. It is scary, and I can't believe I did it because I'm generally a genuine, like, in most things, I am a coward. So I'm surprised that I did that in my past. Um, But yeah, so you jump, and it's called Toilet Bowl because the way that the waves hit the rock make everything move in like this weird, scary, circular motion, <laughs> which is not fun. So Toilet Bowl was right by Dog Beach, which was the very nicely named beach where you could take your dogs. Um, So we would jump off Toilet Bowl and swim to Dog Beach, and on the way there, we'd always pass this giant seal island. So they're like sea lion island, the sea lions would hang out. So one day we did that and it was super fun. And then we go grab our phones immediately because we were teen boys addicted to phone. And uh, we look it up. And the first thing we see are a bunch of tweets that uh, great white sharks have been sighted from the Santa Cruz boardwalk. <laughs> so we're oh just swimming by a bunch of seals when there's just like jaws in the water, which was not fun. <laughs> oh, my God. So uh, I was once in South Carolina as a kid and I was on a surfboard out like in the ocean. And um, a bunch of people were scre- screaming from the shore. And my dad was like, wait, I guess there had been a shark floating around beneath us all and somebody had seen it. Oh, my God. But sharks don't attack people unless they're like, it's really hard to get attacked by a shark. I was going to say, there was like a news article recently. I was like, hey, it turns out there are sharks near us all the time and they just don't attack us. Like there's like all these scary photos of sharks being like three feet away from people and just chilling. Or it's like 
mana rays, mana wars. What are the ones that you step on and they sting you? And they're like uh, flat. Mana wars. Mana wars. The jellyfish. Yeah. yeah those. those no. Things no. Scare the not sh- the. Not the jellyfish. Although I. Oh, do you know mean that, stingrays? Like, stingrays. The thing that killed yes. Steve Irwin. Yeah. Yes. Where it's like they're around all the yeah. time. Yeah. That's their home. That's not our home. We shouldn't. Yeah, we shouldn't be out there. It's their. It's their domain. We messed up. Really or we can be out there, but we can't be mad if they're like have some stand your ground laws. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and in Florida, legally, a shark can kill you if you're in their if you're in their water. I mean, so. they that's their right. Yeah, it's their right. It's like orcas destroy, destroying yachts, which we're all very much for. So that's so cool. <laughs> Especially because they're training yeah. other aren't they training dolphins to do it now too? Or did I miss? I hope that? so. Yeah. No, I hope so. <laughs> we're just gonna accept it. Um, I mean, yeah, so, I think we're all in this room. We're all pro, even not just accept it. We're like, fine. oh yeah, we. Bring it, burn to the ground. I want them to find that Jeff Bezos super yacht that was going through Amsterdam and just rip it up. Oh my god, where he needs a secondary support yacht. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <sighs> Awful. Oh god. Um, but yeah, so anyway, so all those ground so groundhogs, marmots, prairie dogs, chipmunks, and ground squirrels are a par- are all part of the marmot tribe of squirrels. So which is just like a name for the group of different species that are weird little ground freaks. But yeah. So, you know, you, you the more you know. So sorry, I'm very sleepy. I I got had a rude awakening this morning. We'll talk about it later, but uh, like a realization or like you somebody jumped on you. No, my uh, I guess I'll get I'll get into it a little bit. So we had to take my mom's dog to the vet today because I woke up to my mom screaming and the dog whimpering <gasps> because oh, no. we have neighbors next door. My mom has this tiny little dog named Winter Winter Pearl. She calls her Winter Pearl, and uh, <laughs> she was like, she went to the vet's like, hi, we're here to pick up Winter Pearl, and the vet's like. Sorry, what's the last name? And I was like, oh, I guess, Pearl? yeah, Winter Pearl Cassidy. And it's like, <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so she's this little wiry mutt. And uh, she and Amos, my mom's other tiny little dog, will, like, run up and bark at the big neighbor dogs to, like, try to, you know, be, like, big, tough little guys. But one problem is that the fence boards are, like, I'm 27. We've had this house for 27 years. So the fence boards are incredibly old, and they pop up real easily. So Winter managed to pop off one of the fence boards this morning and climb through the fence. But because it wasn't fully popped off, it closed back on her. So she was stuck in the neighbor's yard with the big dogs. The big dogs started attacking her. They, like, grabbed her by, like, the neck. And, like, so I heard my mom, like, out there, like, yelling. And, like, I heard Winter whimpering. And I woke up thinking that Winter was dead. So I literally ran out in my underwear, no shoes, to the front yard. And I saw, like, my mom, like, trying to get, like, Winter and distract the other dog. And so I, like, hop up on the fence and I start kicking at the other dog, who, by the way, never bit me and really could have. Like, could have done real damage. It just chose not to. It had all the power. So I'm in my underwear, no shoes, stepping in, like, weeds and rocks and stuff. And I have to pick up the other dog while I'm kicking that dog away. And I go out. And we took her to the vet. She was fine. She got all stitched up. So, but a very scary morning. Damn. That's crazy. Yeah. No animals bit me. I was fine. Uh, But, yeah. Mild stuff. Glad winter's okay. Anyway, back to the birds. <laughs> we should discuss the actual birds. Um, so we saw a bunch of Anna's hummingbirds. Ellery, what do you typically think about Anna's hummingbirds or hummingbirds in general? I like them, but I do hear that hummingbirds are mean. They can be very so, intense. Yes. They are incredibly territorial. They will chase off bigger birds and other hummingbirds um, pretty intensely. I've seen like hummingbirds chase off owls. They chase off hawks. Um, so we've brought them up on the podcast a lot because we see them a lot and people have been asking constantly where does the name Anna come from who's Anna so I finally looked it up and I was like oh Anna must be some like naturalist or like some naturalist daughter it was named after Anna Messenia the Duchess of Rivoli by some weird like herpetologist and uh 
bird studier that like I guess I had a crush on her or something. I don't know. I'm editorializing there, but I can't figure out why else you would name. No, it like I that. think it's isn't it because that they would fund like oh. royal families or like like Christopher Columbus or whatever. He, he was Portuguese, but he was right, paid by yeah. paid by Spain to go explore. Okay. So he named a bunch of stuff after Spaniard shit to make them okay to like thank them for paying him for the journey. You know what? You're probably right. That would make sense. Okay, so that's but yeah. So that's where the Anna comes from. So she was named, or he was. They were named that by Rene Primaver Lesson. That's the guy that named it. He mostly named lizards and stuff. And I love the idea of him like trying to like name a lizard after her first, and her like rejecting it. <laughs> like, uh, this is Anna's fat head anole. I hope you like it. Um, hmm. But uh, one. Very weird fact I found on Wikipedia about Rene Primavera Lesson. You know how we call Caucasian people white? Sure. It's because this guy color-coded everybody. He was the one that came up with it. <laughs> I'm not going to read all the other colors, but I think you can guess them. Uh, <laughs> but so... What a freak. Yeah, so all the uh, the racist colors that we give people came from this guy's weird rainbow, which is... Uh... Interesting. <laughs> yeah, it's... a. Uh... I guess he ran out of lizards, and he's like, "Time to do race science. Let's uh, figure it this is, out." It is. I was about to say, it's funny that the the pivot from uh, like species cataloging to phenology or whatever it is. Yeah. So sorry to do this two hundred years later, but Rene Primavera Lasson, you are canceled. So, canceled. Sorry. <laughs> Losing his brand deals. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he's dropping out of his deal with Nike, unfortunately. Kind of, this is not that related, but a little bit related. My friend Allie over the weekend, she is a marine biologist and she was telling me. Shout out Allie, who's probably listening. She was like, she was summing birds up as like, she was like, they're all fish. And I was like, what? (laughs) And and then it was like, well, dinosaurs had feathers. Those were birds. Like everyone, those are all related. And I was like, okay, that tracks. And then she kept going and was like, monkeys are fish. Everything's fish. Everything is fish. Haven't you seen the, the evolution like cartoon where it's it starts as a fish and then it gets feet <laughs> yeah and i get where she's i get where that comes from but it's also kind of like well then we're all just we're all a, a single cell you can go further back you know yeah it's turtles all the way down what's fun about anna's hummingbirds is um they will go into a state called torpor I don't know if you guys have heard of that. It's sort of like hibernation. So, like, they just do it to, like, conserve energy when, like, they don't have, like, enough food around. Like, if it's, like, in the winter or something. Um, I'm going to share this video with you guys of a hummingbird in torpor. A scientist in Peru is snoring. Captured this. Escaping from the tiny body of a sleeping hummingbird. I didn't know there was a guy narrating it. I'm sorry. That is so I do not own the rest of this. But it's so cute. That's so, so they'll enter that stage cute. just to preserve energy when it's like super cold out and they don't have enough food and stuff. It's very cool, um, which is fun because typically people associate hummingbirds with go, 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 sort of like that stereotype of like sharks, how they have to keep going or they'll die. So it's fun to see hummingbirds sort of in this state of rest. That's so sweet. I'm sure you knew that. Do you know that hummingbirds have feet? Yeah. Why wouldn't they have feet? Okay. Here's the thing. I thought that people didn't think that, and it turns out everybody does. So I just feel like an idiot. Why? Maybe that's something that you. I feel like you made that up. I didn't make that up. You thought people do think they have feet, or they don't? I thought that some people didn't think they had feet, based maybe on like a post I saw of like something. I don't know. Sounds like you're projecting. But anyway, they do have little feet, but they can't really walk or run or jump. 
all they can really do with them is just scoot from side to side on a branch, which I think is cute. That's cute. So they're very, they're very sweet little guys. I love these little freaks. So you asked me on the trail if they eat bugs and stuff too. And I finally do have an answer. They do eat insects in addition to nectar, um, but they only eat super tiny guys. So they'll eat like larva. Maybe larva. I think they eat the full grown. I think they, I think they fly as they eat. So I don't think they're like, they're digging up for worms and stuff, but that's a good question. I'll have to look that up too. That makes sense. They eat midges and white flies and leaf hoppers are some of the big ones they eat. So basically like the little guys that are impossible to get out of your apartment, like the fruit fly sized guys. Because we talked about with Bree and Zach how sometimes they will, when they're pollinating, accidentally impale their beak on a bee and die because they can't open it up. But they do get to eat these bugs at least. So there's some revenge there. So what's fun about these guys is they're big time pollinators. So like bees, they're responsible for pollinating plants by taking that pollen that gets stuck on them when they're doing nectar and stuff. And scientists think that part of the reason they're so good at that is because they actually build up static when they're in flight. And that static actually makes pollen stick to them. So they carry it from tree to tree. And then our last little thing on these guys. So we've talked about birds that are monogamous, talked about birds that are poly. These guys are our big hookup culture bird. Yeah, these guys are big tinder grinder bumble birds they don't form pairs and during the mating season they'll just mate with a bunch of different birds and then whoever gets them pregnant gets them pregnant good for them it's called solo poly oh okay interesting fun fact good to know cute i can see that for them (laughs) do they have sex in in flight or like what's the deal that's a good question so i know that they do they don't have penises they do what's called a cloacal kiss where they press their cloacas together but i actually don't know you know what a cloaca is right yeah okay this actually breaks our we had a long streak where we didn't bring up cloacas and i think we finally broke it after like several weeks so apologies to our listeners specifically brie sorry brie um but yeah so they do that cloacal kiss and i imagine that happens on a branch or something but they might do it midair i don't know um they do their courtship in midair though so they'll their courtship is chasing and the man will do like a flight display or the male will do a flight display to like show off to the female so Part of the mating ritual is in the air, but I'm not sure if the actual coitus is on flight or, you know, if they're doing like the whole mile high club or they're actually on a branch somewhere. Hey there, guys. Dewey here. Just letting you know I did find an answer to this question thanks to cursed website WisconsinPollinators.com and their awfully titled article, Hummingbird Sex Dash XXX Rated. Uh, real gross stuff. But I did learn that hummingbirds do not mate in midair. So according to this, they will have their courtship ceremony once the female has found an exceptional mate to copulate with. Uh, She will stand on the branch with her little feet, as mentioned earlier, and just perch on there and wait for the male to mount her from behind. So it all takes place on the ground, despite what people may think about hummingbirds. However, there are some birds that do mate in midair. Specifically, if you're on the west coast, um, you can see these guys white-throated swifts, which are little swallow-like birds. These guys will mate in midair anyway back to the episode do you guys have any other thoughts on anna's hummingbirds i'm pro <laughs> great we haven't met many people who are anti any of the birds we brought up so i'm glad that you indicated that you are pro it's a very brave stance uh jess do you have any thoughts on the anna's hummingbird cute as ever cute as can be so we also saw the nuttles woodpeckers you remember seeing the nuttles woodpecker at the very end Ellery? i do um, so what do you think about the Nuttles woodpecker? I liked it. They're loud. Yeah. Woodpeckers are loud. They, it was surprising how loud, because like hummingbirds, they're surprisingly loud for how tiny they are, because uh, the Nuttles woodpecker is very small. So like I've said several times on the podcast, woodpeckers, unless they're a flicker, are generally going to be black, white, and red. So we sort of see this guy right here with this little mohawk and his striped back, um, his little spots. Um, so what's cool about these guys, they're hyper-specific to LA. So sorry, you upstate New York people, you're not going to see these guys. Enjoy your fireflies. Um, but they're or not LA, sorry. They're hyper specific to California. 
Ellery, these are woodpeckers. Do you know why these specific ones peck wood? I guess I never thought about why any of them pecked wood. For bugs? So yeah, that's great. So there's two reasons. Yeah, the main reason is for bugs. They're digging into there to get all those little larvae, those little beetles. Uh, I think they're called boring beetles or whatever. So those bugs that live in there, they're going in there to get them. And then reason number two, of course, is to build their holes. So they'll build those nests that they live in. Um, so that's why you see them out there pecking. So what's cool about these guys is um, they are very closely related to and look very similar to the ladder-backed woodpecker, but they are different species. And they, they evolved from what is called allopatric speciation. So what happens is that these these guys were one species at one point. So we talked about um, on the hike, if you don't remember, we talked about how there was some species that developed because there's a great, great glacier in North America that separated the two species. And like they like began like genetic drift because they weren't interbreeding and stuff. So that sort of happened with these guys. What happened is that the area they were living in became really dry during the Pliocene. And so all the trees started dying out. So there became this patch where there weren't any trees and the birds didn't really migrate and like mate with one another. So because of that, they ended up getting separated and developing in a two different species, which I think is pretty cool. Wow. He has the same little red situation that the acorn woodpecker has, which we also saw. Yeah, so we also saw the acorn woodpecker. What do you guys think about the acorn woodpecker? He looks like he's wearing a... What are those little tiny hats? They're like baseball caps, but without the brim. I guess they're canvas beanies. Wait, like the like the things that like ca- cab drivers wear? No, that's like a newsy cap. This is like ultra hipster 2010 Portland. It's basically like, it's a baseball cap without a brim. I've never heard of that. You gotta look it up. I'll find a picture to text you guys. Okay, we we don't need exciting. to look it up now. <laughs> <laughs> okay, yeah. And uh, the acorn worker is, is a bit of a menace compared to the Nuttles woodpecker. So these guys cause millions of dollars in home damage every year because they need a place to store their acorns. Uh, so like people will just like find like gigantic like caverns in their like like the foundation of your home that are just like full of like acorns and stuff. So they're, in my opinion, really great little environmental terrorists uh, that are out there trying to, you know, destroy developments, bring nature back. I saw one over the weekend pecking at wood, but the wood was a telephone wire pole thingy. <laughs> Um, so yeah, these guys are pretty big menaces. Because you guys get woodpeckers on the East Coast, Ellery, but you probably get more like pileated woodpeckers, right? Yeah, we do. So do you have any memories of woodpeckers growing up? Or was this, have you mostly seen them more when you've been in LA? I mean, I had seen them before as a kid. And obviously the, the noise is sort of inescapable. Right, yeah, the woodpecking. <laughs> I saw on my way, well, we went to a hike that's sort of near where I live. But in my neighborhood, I saw a bunch of... Uh... Yeah, what's your what's your address again? <laughs> yeah, no, I, I saw a bunch of uh, house finches and... Right. Uh, morning doves on Sunday. Oh, that's so sweet. Cool. I'm glad that you were able to recognize them after the hike, too. That's a lot of fun. I know. I was like, I know who those are. <laughs> <laughs> so let's talk about those house finches. What do you think about the house finches? Tiny, teeny tiny. Yeah, they're super cute little guys. So we talked again about how much like you guys, they are vegan slash vegetarian. Uh, they do not They do not eat meat. They don't feed their babies meat. They eat nothing but plant matter, which is really cool. So they have those big red heads. We talked about it a little bit last week, but that red head comes from the foods they eat. So the more pigment, the more red pigment they get in their diet, the brighter their like heads are. And like the females will specifically seek out like males with big bright red heads, which is a lot of fun. But what we didn't mention is it's the same thing with Anna's hummingbirds. So Anna's hummingbirds are famous for having those like beautiful, like rosy pink, like um, they call them a gorget or gorget. I don't know how it's pronounced, but it's G-O-R-G-E, which I think is little cute like gorgeous so they have that like all around their head and that is pinker or less pink depending on what 
amount of pigment they get in their diet, which I think is really cool. And also Anna's hummingbirds are rare in that most birds, the male is the more beautiful. Um, and because of that, most female hummingbirds don't have that sort of like uh, the iridescent scales that they do. But Anna's hummingbirds are one of the only hummingbird species where the female also has the iridescent scales, which is really cool. They don't obviously don't have as many. It's not as pronounced, but uh, it's a fun little detail, which makes them slightly harder to identify the sex of. <laughs> Awesome. So now that we've covered a few of the birds, Ellery, um, what was your favorite bird that we saw on Sunday? I liked them all, obviously. They all had different things going for them. Like, I liked how vocal the woodpeckers were, how loud, how easy they were to spot because they're red. The house finches were very cute. There were a lot of them. But the, the morning doves are so sweet and sort of like they coo in a really nice way and they're a very gentle brown and then we saw which jay did we see scrub jay a scrub jay that was fun that they they're sort of like they kind of feel like a fighter bird yeah because you guys get blue we jays get blue jays and blue jays are very very mean like they will eat another bird they're <laughs> really i was gonna say i've heard for how beautiful they are they're kind of assholes they are but i think the beauty is really erased by how like they will straight up dive bomb people. Really? Yeah, especially if you get too That's close crazy. to the nest. They're very, uh, they're pretty oh, aggressive. Wow. Yeah. Okay, good to know. That's my dream to see one. So I'll Oh really? talk to you guys again when I have my Blue Jay eye patch after I get mauled. Yeah. Hop over to New York. You'll see a ton. Yeah, no, I, I want to make an East Coast trip at some point because I want to see Blue Jays. I want to see Cardinals and then the Roseate Spoonbill, which is way south of you, you guys. You guys don't have Cardinals out here? So here's the weird thing. The West Coast does not have Cardinals, but San Bernardino County, because of whatever reason, has wild Cardinals. But like only no San Bernardino way. County and like some parts of LA. Yeah. So Why? nowhere in California, Oregon, anywhere else but San Bernardino County. Why don't we go there? We can go there, but it. But my question is, uh, where? How do they know where the city lines are? Why don't they spread? <laughs> Well, because they, so they really like the red senator that they voted in and they want to keep them there. So that's why Classic, they, they right? make they make sure to know their voting area and with gerrymandering. They are a real Republican burn. Yeah, they really are. Are they the red cardinals that we have on the East Coast? Or are they a different kind? So they are, they're the same ones you get the red cardinals. Do you know where cardinals get their name? The baseball the team? team? Jessica. <laughs> All right, now Jess really has to go to your birthday party. You guys are going to connect. <laughs> As you guys know, I'm a Cubs fan. I hate the Cardinals, so please don't bring that up. Sorry. Um, yeah, so you know how like the Pope has like his Cardinals, which maybe you guys aren't as familiar with? but I'm sort like, of familiar. Little... And they dress in red, no? They dress in all red. So the birds were named after those guys when they came over because they're only in the New World. So all these explorers are like, they look like little Cardinals. Let's call them that. Whoa. Yeah. That's crazy. Weird. European Weird, wild stuff. Fan. Can't live with them. Can't live without them. No, can't live with them. All they know is Bible. Eat hot, dip, and lie. Awesome. So your favorite was probably the morning doves then? Is that yeah, what you let, let's stick right. with the morning doves. I liked them. Okay. That, that's a good one to have as your favorite because it's one of the most po like common birds in America. There's 150 million of them. I know. And then you're always excited when you see one. Hold on. My, no, I think, he's, I think it's him. Oh, okay. I think he's, he's going to ask you what your favorite is. <laughs> Let me guess. Maybe the titmouse. Yeah, oh, the titmouse was cute. That's what I'm going to say. Hope he's okay. Do we? If you're saying, can we hear you? No, we can't. <laughs> He's gone. I'm going to call him. Like a feet in the night. Oh, he oh, texted he us. Hang on, my internet died. Okay, we can wrap up. <laughs> okay, so you love the morning dove. And you liked the titmouse. That was nice. I like the titmouse. I think he... Yeah, what would he say? say? I think maybe the Nuttles woodpecker. Because we don't see that very often. And they're pretty cool. Oh, really? That's cool. Yeah. Would you go birding again? For sure, I would go birding again. I would try to combine it with, uh, I, I like to hike. And mm -hmm. so now I think the next time I hike, I'm going to also try to go birding. 
That's a good way to do it. Yeah, just combine my the, the two hobbies. Yeah, sometimes when you go birding with like birders, like when I go with Dewey, it's it's more walk a little, stop for a while. It's less hiking, more birding. Which I kind of like. I'm like, it's nice to have built-in breaks, stuff to look at, you know? Yeah. Do you have anything anything you want to plug? Uh, if you have any listeners in Scotland, I'm going to Fringe for the last week in August. Oh, no way. Yeah. On August 7th, I'm taping a special for OnlyFans at the Ice House in Pasadena. And then um, I'm doing a longer show September 28th at the Lyric Hyperion. What, do you, what kind of show are you doing for Fringe? I'm just running the special I'm going to tape in September. Wait, you're taping a special? I am taping a special. What are, you, are you doing an hour? Are you doing 30 minutes? I'm doing 45. Okay. For like a YouTube production company, but they are paying hell for everything. Yeah. So I was like, sure, why not? Well, hell, hell yeah. yeah. Thank you. September 28th at Lyric Hyperion. Let me know if you want uh, tickets. It's free to friends. Hell yeah. I may be at a wedding, but I will try to make it. That's whatever. You hate women in comedy. <laughs> no. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Dewey, what was your favorite bird we were guessing? Oh, my favorite bird that we saw was probably... I always loved seeing that Nuttles woodpecker. That was the first woodpecker that I ever saw. and it was Oh just my god, Jess, little... good guess. Did you guess? <laughs> good guess. Hell yeah, yeah, she yeah, did. I got it. Love that. Hell yeah. Yeah, no, it was one of the first ones I ever saw. I got a really cute photo <laughs> of one with my little Sony camera back in the day. So I always have a little spot for the... Ugh. I always have a little soft spot for those little freaks, so... Okay, I actually do have something to plug real quick. Dewey's um, birthday. Yeah, Dewey's, plug Dewey's birthday. Um, I'm going to plug Sela again. Volunteer for Sela. Um, volunteer for anything in your neighborhood. Look up mutual aid stuff. Also, I'm going to plug again this podcast. I'm plugging this podcast. Feel free to share with your friends. Again, we're now at 22 Spotify followers, which means we are 178 Woo! followers away from my well-teased topless episode. Um, so please make sure we get to 200 so that I record the special topless episode. That's it. So thank you guys for coming. Or thank you again for coming on. Ellery, we've said it like three times. but <laughs> I'm still happy. Great. Um, well, then I'm going to leave everybody with a... Oh, God. And that's, that's the episode. <laughs> Whose call was that? Uh, it's not important to label it, I think. Uh, you know, it's not a new society, specific bird. True. Our society is so fixated on labels and definitions, and I think if we just go with the flow, okay. Uh, probably a crow, I would guess. I think that's what I'm mocking, but uh, okay. Knows? But yeah, I'm nobody like knows. Nobody okay. needs to know, quite frankly. It's none of their business. <laughs>